Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Welcome, everyone, to Geraldine Tegelov Live. And yes, I'm Geraldine and ready and raring to go with another radio show that just may help you to find your way along the road to redefining and rebuilding your life. Sometimes, you know, it is just one tiny idea that turns light bulbs on and has us speeding down the road towards our heart's desires. And other times, it just takes hearing the same thing over and over and over until one day we hear it in a way that uh, suddenly changes all our previous beliefs and perceptions and we are off and running. Yes, that was pretty much the way I had to look at things. I just had to hear it a million times before it really sank in. (laughs) I mean, how many times do you um, read a book and go back and read it again And you would swear that they have rewritten quite a number of the chapters. Now, this week for me has been one of uh, retraining myself, I guess you'd call it, in the art of making life a little slower and less stressful. And am I making headway? Well... I guess as with many things in life, it seems like three steps forward and two steps back. But I am quite determined to figure this out and find a way to balance out work and play rather than just continuing to work the crazy hours that I was. And besides, you know, the garden is calling. (laughs) We have this amazing block of land which at the moment is really a blank canvas and I can't wait to start creating a very peaceful and tranquil space for us to share with all our beautiful little friends like the birds and the bees and the dragonflies and the butterflies and the frogs and I guess any other creatures that decide to visit or call it home. We did actually have a brown snake here over Christmas and New Year, but it seems to have um, disappeared. I'm not sure where. Maybe the kookaburra spied it as well. <laughs> Poor little snake. I don't mind snakes. People, Some people get very afraid of them, but having been brought up in the country, snakes aren't big deal for me. Anyway, today, what are we going to chat about? Well, over the last few weeks, I've discovered, as I mentioned in our second show in this series of Don't Be a Has-Been in 2016, that it was time to begin asking myself better questions about my life and everything around me. Those questions that 
have a huge impact on the way I now choose to live my life, such as uh, what is no longer serving me? What do I need to let go of in order to make way for doing what I love and loving what I do? What is my core truth and how do I make sure I live this? What do I really believe at the core of my being and am I living this? Or am I living beliefs that have been imposed upon me by others? Yes, huge, life-changing questions. Now, we did go through this at quite some length two weeks ago. And this week, I thought it was time to connect to what I call the essential answers. Yes, we can talk about life-changing questions forever and a day, but eventually we must find the answers to these questions so we can move onward and upward. So today is all about getting our answers. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> I mean to say, how many times do we ask and ask and ask and and we, you know, we think that we're not getting the answers. So how do we do this? Well, we today I'm going to share with you how we become the sacred observer of our life. I used to often wonder what they meant. You know, I heard so often about becoming the observer. So today I'm going to explain that to you. We learn to watch and listen. Uh, we're going to talk about growing our awareness and connecting to someone who has been trying to talk to us ever since we were born. And sometimes we listen to this person and sometimes we don't. So I wonder who it is. <laughs> and we're going to learn how to feel our way to fantastic outcomes. But let's begin with our reading for this week. Now, readings are a fabulous way to connect to what our hearts are wanting us to know. But we are often too busy to listen or our lives are way too noisy for us to be able to hear over the din. Yes, the busyness of life. Now, the cards I've chosen for this week are from my Pause to Reflect Dog Guidance cards, Oracle cards. And you'll, you'll find these little cards on my show page. And the images help you to visualize the message. You know, if you love dogs and connecting to the powerful energy they hold, then you'll just love these Pause to Reflect Dog Guidance cards. Why not whiz over to the website, GeraldineTegelove.com. Now, that's what, 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 yes, Geraldine, G-E-R-A-L-D-I-N-E. Tegelove is spelled T-E-G-G-E-L-O-V-E, as in love, dot com. Or you can come here to my show page, Geraldine Tegelove Live, and click on the dog link provided so you can take a closer look at what these cards are all about. All right, so the first card for today, I pulled out the card of innocence. And the little dog on this card is saying, innocence is saying, I didn't really mean it with two big, beautiful eyes. Now, you have to see the image. You really have to see this card to um, see what I'm talking about, two big, beautiful eyes. And dog's eyes all have a unique story to tell. But there is one truth that shines through each of them. Innocence is a gift worth holding on to. 
and how we all melt when those big innocent eyes look up at us with the message of, I didn't really mean it here, or the gate was open, so I thought I would do a little exploring, regardless of the age of the dog or what breed it may be, a childlike innocence still shines through its amazingly interactive eyes that not only um, likable, but are completely lovable. And these are the eyes that open every morning to look upon the world as a, a brand new opportunity to explore and discover. And the message in this card for us is it would be wonderful if we could all keep a little of that childlike innocence we once possessed. This gorgeous tiny dog called Chico or Chico is suggesting that you can do this by looking at life as you did when you were a child. Children see excitement where adults only see challenges and the fear of things going wrong. Children see a world of possibilities through the eyes of imagination where adults have fallen into the trap of not being able to see beyond what is in the moment. This little dog is asking you to rekindle that time when life was seen through rose-colored glasses. Today, take the time to look at your world through innocent childlike eyes and be ready for beautiful surprises. Mm, well, first reading is pretty good, isn't it? Now, what was the second card? Well, the second card that I pulled out was the card of truth. And the saying on the card says, Truth is that I am the loyalest friend you will ever have. How true is that about dogs? Yeah. Dogs are animals that know their truth and live by it. They're very happy living in their own hairy coats, so to speak, without ever having to impress others with their status in life. Dogs express their truth by just being who they are, not trying to hide anything in the shadows or pretending to be something other than simply a beautiful, lovable dog. They speak their unique truth with every paw print, every bark and every prick of their sometimes floppy ears as they continually work towards being our loyalist and bestest friends ever. Dogs are a wonderful example of living truth. And the message from this card says truth is something that we humans must continually search for in all areas of our lives. This delightfully loyal dog called Jack's is suggesting that your truth is not found in what you see around you, but what what lies deep in your heart, your values and your beliefs. But often these values get lost in the race towards um, success or when you feel compelled to impress. Rather than taking the lead, perhaps it is time to allow your four-legged friend guide you towards finding the real you and being totally happy within this truth. So today, be the authentic you, be your truth and be amazed at the results. Wow, 
some pretty deep and meaningful uh, messages in both cards today, aren't they? And I think you you will find, as I'm always amazed with, they will connect with what I have to share with you today so beautifully and will kind of cement the message or all the ideas as we go through them. Now, we're coming into break, so after the break, we will get straight into getting those essential answers that we're always looking for. So hang tight, everyone. We'll be back shortly. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. Listen up. Did you know recent studies are suggesting that women with skinny waists but sizable hips are smarter than other women? Scientists at the University of Pittsburgh and the University of California gave cognitive tests to a group of 16,000 women and girls of different body types and found the women with the greatest hip-to-waist proportions scored higher. Hmm, I guess that would make me a walking encyclopedia Britannica. No, hold on. That doesn't mean it's okay for us to be a powder pigeon. That's another name for a woman who's sizable hips can take up a whole supermarket aisle. Research suggests that the fat around fuller hips and thighs holds higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, which helps the brain. I'm not sure if I would rather be able to do the Sunday crossword puzzle or get into those jeans I bought 10 years ago. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live, and today we are in the third week of a four-week series entitled Don't Be a Has-Been in 2016. This is the year to grab hold of incredible shifts in energy throughout our beautiful cosmos and particularly our planet. So we want to embrace the flow and immerse ourselves in it and allow it to mold and reshape our lives. In doing so, you will no longer have to stand back and watch others create more happiness and success, but you will create your very own in the most magical way. So let's get on with it, everyone. Remember, too, that 
having gone through an incredible time of change myself a number of years ago and stumbling my way through what worked and what didn't, I decided to offer others a program which really simplifies the whole process and a program that doesn't break the bank. You know, as you can imagine, it's difficult to go into detail of all the necessary steps to reinvent and rebuild your life here on radio because we're, you know, we just have a set time and I don't really have enough time to do it justice. But covering the process through a series of modules and having your very own workbook included, now that makes sense, doesn't it? And you can find this online program, so you don't even have to move out of your lounge room. No, you can do this at my website, GeraldineTegelove.com, and you will love it. It's a video program that guides you every step of the way. So if this feels like something you would like to explore, please feel free to check it out. And if it's not, then that's okay as well. And believe me, this is a program that won't break the bank because I believe that this information is not meant for just a few, but meant for every single person who is ready to listen. Okay, so... We have asked better questions of ourselves over the last week or so, and now it's time to get answers. How do we get these answers? Well, this is a five-step process. Are you ready for it? Good. So let's get on with it. First step, we become the sacred observer. Now, what does this mean? Well, It's simple, really. We start to look at our life from a different perspective. It's like as if we step out of our life and look back at ourselves, okay? And we look at our not only ourselves, but our surroundings, our relationships, our finances, our spirituality, all of it. And this takes, as I said, stepping aside from all that's going on and simply observing You don't have to do a thing. No, just observe. So firstly, observe how you're traveling or coping. Is life a real struggle? Are you always feeling tired? Are you constantly feeling stressed? Is there never enough time to do what you think must be done? And are you forever wishing you could yell Stop the world, I want to get off. Oh, I've thought that many times over in my life. Next, observe how you are filling your days. You know, are you constantly doing for others? We girls are pretty good at that. And some guys are good at it too. Are we doing things that are expected of us by long-standing family traditions? You know, traditions that no longer suit you or your own little family? Are you running from one activity to another and not really enjoying any of them? Mm, that's very easy to do, particularly as a mum these days, because, you know, the kids are involved in so many things and we feel like we just have to run from one to the other, but we don't find time for us to enjoy life. And we never find time to just be. And so, are you forever promising yourself that things will change, but they never do? 
Now observe your health and well-being. Are you not really feeling energized? And are you dragging yourself out of bed each morning? Are you eating on the run? Come on, hands up. Yes, we're so good at that, aren't we? Well, I'll just grab that and I'll, I'll, I'll eat that while I'm driving. Well, that's not very good for you or your digestive system or your body, anything. Are you never finding time to exercise? And this is another one that's so important to our health and well-being. And are you never finding time for meditation? You know how I feel about meditation. Yes, it is of absolute importance in our day. Even if it's just five minutes, we need to find that time. Or are you just working nonstop and never finding time to play? Big, yep, big observations, aren't they? But we really have to observe these things. Okay, now it's time to observe your emotional well-being. What are the dominant, dominant, I should say, sorry, emotions that you're feeling on a daily basis? Like, how often do you smile? How often do you laugh? How often are you sitting in negative emotions and not even realizing it? Mm, you really, it's time to observe all these things. And by making these simple observations, you begin to create a true picture of your life. You may not like what you observe, but at least you are seeing the truth of how things are and you are getting answers already. It is at this point in time that many people say to me, what do you mean I'm getting answers? Well, if you have a burning desire to improve your life and have been asking how you can have this come about, then by doing this first step and becoming the sacred observer and taking note of all that's happening, well, you have found your answers, haven't you? Yes, I've got to take care of myself. I have to make time. I have to let go of things that aren't serving me. And by taking your observations and dissecting them, you know exactly what needs to change. Yes, if you're being really honest with yourself, you definitely know what needs to change. And you have your answers right there. Of course, it's up to you as to whether or not you act on these observations. No one can do it for you. You can become the most amazing sacred observer of your life. And then just continue to observe. But the whole idea is then to act on it. And remember that there's no need to rush this process. Take the time to observe and then put a plan in place to change um, one thing at a time. By practicing becoming the observer in your life, you're also preparing yourself for our next step. Mm. So, okay, we've done the sacred observer and you now know what that means. It's quite simple, really. It's nothing, you know, difficult or whatever. It's just really stepping out of your day-to-day -day life and looking back at yourself and going, well, how am I traveling at the moment? What's happening around me? And writing it down and committing to taking some action on it. Second step 
we learn to watch and listen. Okay, so what do I mean by this? Well, I think we probably all know the quote from the Bible, ask and it will be given unto you or ask and you shall receive. I guess from this we all presume that if we ask a question of the universe or of God or of the great spirit, then we will get an answer. Makes sense, doesn't it? But once again, so often I hear, well, I'm asking, but I'm certainly not getting the answer. And I believe me, I've said that a million times too. Um, and there was a, a time in my life when I was extremely good at saying, I'm asking and I'm not getting the answer. I seem to be constantly asking, asking, but never getting answers, answers, answers. And that was all I was really wanting. The truth is, I was receiving answers, but the problem was, I wasn't listening. I was so busy asking, asking, asking and asking that there was never any time for me to actually hear the messages being brought to me. So it's absolutely essential that you learn to listen. You know how you say to the kids, look at me, okay, you're looking at me, now listen. This is exactly what we need to say to ourselves. Okay, Geraldine, are you listening? Yeah. So how do you do this? You actually make a specific time for doing nothing but simply listening. You ask your questions and then you rest in silence with ears and heart wide open for the answer to come. And when the pesky mind tries to take over and tell you that nothing's happening, you ask it nicely to be quiet and then return to that beautiful, quiet listening space. I find out walking in nature is the very best time for this. When you connect to the energy in nature, you are naturally lifted to a higher state of consciousness. Out in nature, you can clear the mind, breathe in fresh air, and connect to the vibration of love, peace, and happiness, allowing you to become a beautiful empty vessel ready to receive all the answers that you are craving. So what about the watch part of this step? Yes, watching for answers can be just as important as listening. Spirit speaks in a number of ways, and if we're not quite up to listening for our answers, then quite often spirit will bring it to us in the form of an image or words. Once again, we have to be open to observing what's going on around us. I know I've explained this before, but I so often get my answers on a, a car number plate or a huge billboard or an advertisement, uh, advertisement on the back of a bus or a beautiful gift from Nature Spirit. All right, we're heading into the break now, but after the break, we are going to take a look at the next steps that we have to take in order to get our essential answers. So it won't be far away now. We're up to step three after the break. Author, musician, and life coach Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. It's 
everyone knows you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. But who wants to catch a fly? Flies are squick and repulsive. Flies have two wings, while all other insects have four. And they beat their wings 200 times per second. That's faster than a hummingbird. Flies jump up and backwards when taking off with an average speed of five miles per hour. What's the word for that annoying buzzing sound flies make? Fretinancy. Pestologists tell us that flies' favorite color is red. Flies have canisophobia. That's the fear of movement. So simply hang a plastic bag filled with water to keep the flies away. My only question would be, would a fly without wings be called a walk? I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. you do if you won the lottery henry ford once said that money doesn't change a person it simply unmasks them the average lottery winner in the u.s buys 4.5 new cars for themselves or friends and family and 10 percent of winners buy more than 10 cars male lotto winners seem to be more willing to share their winnings with others as they will give money to roughly three friends while female winners typically only share the wealth with one 85 percent of winners choose to engage in hugger-mugger and remain anonymous. What's a word for the anticipation of success? Nicodonia. Whatever you want to call it, Mazuma, Spondylix, Deuterumus, money isn't everything, but it sure keeps you in touch with your children. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live. And if you have just joined us, we are chatting about creating fabulous results in 2016 by shrugging off a has-been life and stepping into a brand new way of being, which brings with it greater levels of awareness, huge happiness, and lots of success. Now, if you would like to listen to the complete show and heaps of others, then you can download them for free from iTunes. Just search Geraldine Tegelove Live under podcasts, or you can come here to Toginet and listen or download from my show page. Or you can also find it on my website at GeraldineTegelove.com. Okay, so, so far we've covered the first two steps in getting the essential answers we are looking for in regards to our personal life and everything that's going on around us. So, we are now ready for step three. And what is it? Step three is growing your awareness and understanding around trust. Oh my goodness, that word, yeah, needs to have neon lights around it, I think, the word trust, (laughs) so that really flashes out in front of us. This is where our well-laid plans come apart at the seams most often. You know, we do step one and we become the sacred observer and we really look at what's happening in our lives and we decide to do things about it. And then we do step two and learn to listen and watch for answers to come. 
But then somehow between step two and step three, we lose the plot. <laughs> yes, we – well, maybe I'm speaking from personal experience here. When things don't arrive straight after we've asked our questions, we jump back into it's just not happening mode. Come on, own up. Who falls down a little here? Yeah, I can I can virtually see lots of little hands going up. <laughs> it is a big one, isn't it? Learning how to trust in in uh, the universe, learning how to trust in the manifestation of all our dreams and desires. And this is a really tricky step. But if you can master it, then you master life. Is that true? It sure is. I'll say it again. If you can master growing your awareness and understanding around trust, then you master life. We have all mastered the art of thinking we are in control of our lives. But the problem is the universe doesn't really align with our type of control. (laughs) It has other ideas. Letting go of control was a huge one for me. I trained myself so beautifully to be in control of every single situation. So in control, in fact, that it often stopped me from trying certain things for fear I would not be in control. I suspect that I'm not the only one who has this particular trait. And the problem is that this could very likely be the one characteristic of our personality that keeps us very firmly planted in a has-been mentality. This is huge, everyone. I hope I'm getting this across to you. Really, really vital. We firmly believe that it puts us in control of our life, but in truth, life is in control of us. Why? Because when life presents us with amazing opportunities, we step away for fear that we won't be holding the reins and then life just flows on by. So let's get back to trust. When we learn to trust the universe or God or spirit, whatever name that you put to that beautiful, amazing, wonderful, divine, creative energy, we allow our lives to be molded in the most magical ways, ways that are in alignment with our highest and best good. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't take action or we have no part to play in the manifestation of goals and dreams. No way. It is entirely up to us to decide and to choose what we would love to experience. And we work on this every day by visualizing and affirming its manifestation. But we don't plan out the way the universe is going to bring it into our physical reality. We allow it to be molded in the best way possible ways. We trust. So with regards to getting answers to our questions, we ask, we observe, we listen and watch, and we trust without one tiny single little incy wincy doubt that our answer will come. 
This is so, so simple, but not easy by any means. Particularly, I think, in today's instant society. We all want things to happen yesterday and have lost the art of patiently waiting. I guess having lived a few decades on this planet, I do remember not having a mobile phone. I do remember not having a computer. How did we cope? (laughs) I do remember writing letters. And I do remember when shops were not open at weekends. How did we cope? And I mean, I remember so many other things that in our instant society, we can no longer seem to do without. I mean, you only have to look at how people shop before Christmas, you know, before Christmas Day. It's as if their whole life is coming to an end and the trolleys are chockers and you think, but hang on, the supermarkets are open again on Boxing Day. It's only one day, so I'm not sure. But if you can learn the art of patiently waiting and trusting that you will receive your answer, then I promise you it will come. Okay, we're up to step number four. And step four is we connect to someone who has been talking to us and answering our questions ever since we were born. Who is this amazing person that we haven't been listening to? Our inner oracle. So what is this exactly? Our intuition or sixth sense or inner oracle or higher self, you know, there's so many names that we put to this. Call it what you like, really. This is the mystical, spiritual part of us that lives on forever. Lifetime after lifetime, gathering information and knowledge and wisdom. It has direct links with the field of infinite knowledge, potential and possibility. It knows all the answers to all our questions. So why don't we listen to it? Well, mostly because we have this other little physical mind, you know, the conscious mind, that loves to take over and tell us what to do and how to do it every single time, all the time. So our biggest challenge is to quiet our thoughts so that our inner oracle can be heard without that constant, incessant noise that comes from our thinking mind. Mm, My goodness, it loves to take control of our lives. Um, it, It just chatters and chatters and takes over and tells us things that really aren't true. But I find that once once again, once I get out into nature and walk, the mind chatter seems to slowly fade away as I begin to focus on the beauty and the wonder that is around me. And I begin to hear intuitive messages loud and clear. Everything becomes clear and focused. And I get those aha moments of absolute clarity And I find myself saying, of course that's the answer. Why haven't I seen that before? It's truly a beautiful thing that our inner oracle 
And the more we communicate with it, the more answers we will receive. After practice, you'll find that you tap this wonderful, super-duper filing cabinet for everything you wish to know. And the answers will just flow on through. It is just fantastic. Quite often, if I'm sitting and uh, I'm asking questions about what do I need to write about this or what would be best that I could, the best thing that I could share with people today. And if, if, you know, the mind seems to be not happening or the answers don't seem to be coming, the best thing I find that I can do for myself is to go outside, walk around the yard, come back in. Amazing. It makes um, an incredible difference. And then I can sit down and it just seems to flow. Other times, what do I do when I can't, you know, when the messages aren't coming through or the answers aren't coming through? I simply get up, I walk to the kitchen, pour myself a glass of water. I usually take it out onto the veranda and I slowly sip my glass of water and just look at the mountains in the distance. I am very spoilt, I know. And as I focus on the mountains and I clear the mind, then I, I finish the glass of water. And yes, water is important because that helps the flow of everything in our bodies. Then I come back in and once again, all the ideas are flowing. And it just seems like everything's been cleared the mind chatter is gone and I can sit down and just write and the ideas flow. So that's just a couple of little ways that if you find that you can't hear that inner oracle, it's what you can do, particularly if you're at work um, and if you can't leave your desk and go outside, then just close your eyes and take yourself to your favorite place in nature, even for just 30 seconds and see what it does. I promise you, it will really make things happen. Now, we're coming into break, and after the break, we've got step number five to share with you, and this is such an important step, so we don't want to miss out on that, do we? So um, sit tight. After the break, we're going to have a beautiful meditation and we're going to then look at step number five. So, won't be long now. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Teglove will return after this short break. Listen up. Did you know recent studies are suggesting that women with skinny waists but sizable hips are smarter than other women? Scientists at the University of Pittsburgh and the University of California gave cognitive tests to a group of 16,000 women and girls of different body types and found the women with the greatest hip-to-waist proportions scored higher. Hmm, I guess that would make me a walking encyclopedia Britannica. No, hold on. That doesn't mean it's okay for us to be a powder pigeon. That's another name for a woman who's sizable hips can take up a whole supermarket aisle. Research suggests that the fat around fuller hips and thighs pulls higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, which helps the brain. I'm not sure if I would rather be able to do this Sunday crossword puzzle or get into those jeans I bought 10 years ago. 
Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. You've worked hard. You've lost weight and reached your goal weight by eating right and exercising. Now the challenge is to keep that weight off. Weight Watchers magazine published four maintenance must to follow in order to keep your weight loss. They cited the National Weight Control Registry's ongoing study of adults who lost more than 30 pounds and have kept that weight off for at least a year. The secrets of maintaining your weight loss, according to more than 10,000 successful dieters, are 62% watch TV less than 10 hours a week, 75% weigh themselves every day, 78% eat breakfast every day, and 90% exercise an hour a day on average. Following these secrets will keep that weight off. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Woohoo! We are back. And yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live. And this is the third week in a series of four uh, of I've been sharing with you some great ideas on how to move from being a has-been to achieving a new look you in 2016. And today's show, I believe, has really got to the core of how to go about this. As my note to self says today, when we begin to listen with our heart, Our cup overflows with the delights of love, happiness, and peace. Yes. And by the way, you'll find the image of um, my notes and you'll find a blog about these, of course, on my website. So you can always whiz over there and have a closer look. Right now, though, before we get into step number five, we're going to have a short time of meditation. Remember I said I believe meditation is of such great importance. Now, the meditation that I share with you today is in the form of a song. And this beautiful song has a message. And I think as you listen to the the words of the song and really focus on them, it's in total alignment with all that we've been chatting about today. And if you take this on board, then things will definitely begin to change in your life. So how about you take time, sit back, relax, take a nice deep breath in and out. Allow your shoulders to relax so that you're feeling really comfortable. And let's have a listen to the song, A Message. Listening, listening, quiet until a message. 
Well, I think you would have to agree that that was the perfect meditation song for today. Yes. And um, I wrote that song mm, a number of years ago when I really wasn't listening. I hadn't quite learnt the art at that point in time. And, you know, I was trying to make things happening happen and, you know, as it said, pushing and pulling and, you know, it wasn't happening and all of that. Instead of just sitting back and allowing it to be moulded in the the best way possible that it would have been for me. So valuable lesson in that meditation song and remember when you are focused on that music or the words you are allowing the flow of energy through you rather than being stressed and worried about the day or what you have to do or what you didn't do or you know all those wonderful things that we worry about okay so step number five what is step five this is all about feeling your way to the right answers and fantastic outcomes. Yes, your feelings tell you so much about whether you are on the right track or not. And this, of course, is another aspect of your inner oracle speaking to you. You will often find yourself saying, it it just doesn't feel right. So if it doesn't feel right, then act on that feeling and don't do it, whatever it is. Now, I'm I'm not just talking about, you know, warm fuzzies here, (laughs) although warm fuzzies can be wonderful and we all love to experience warm and fuzzy, but there's so much more to this. Once upon a time, I, I would always be so focused on how others were feeling that I totally lost sight of what I was feeling. It is wonderful to be mindful of all those around you, you know, family, friends, workmates, etc. But there comes a time when you really have to start taking care of you. This really takes you uh, back to step one, where you not only become the observer or the sacred observer, but you also become the observed. Now, Come on, girls, we really should be good at this multitasking activity, shouldn't we? <laughs> yes. And No, you don't have to divide yourself in two or perform feats of magic or anything. But perhaps I can make this a little clearer by giving you a, a personal example that might help. Um, once, uh, well, once upon a time, yeah, good story, but it's a true story, this one. I was working in a school. I was doing some uh, emergency teaching there. And uh, occasionally I would go to the staff room for whatever, morning tea or whatever. And it just never felt right for me. But I thought, oh, well, you know, I have to go. So when I started to really grow my awareness around all of these things, I became the observer And I had to ask myself, how did I act or behaved when I entered that particular staff room? Where did I sit? Did I clam up? Did I become less vocal? How I got there, uh, you know, or how I got out of there as quickly as possible. So what was going on inside of me whilst in that environment? What were the feelings or the emotions that I was experiencing? I was obviously reacting to the energy within the room which was not in alignment with me or with what I valued. 
I had to question myself about my actions and why I was putting myself through it. Now, as the observed, I had to be really honest uh, with the answers I gave that observer part of me. Yes, I felt obliged to be there. And yes, I was doing it to make sure I was doing the right thing. But was it good for me? Definitely not. It made me feel very ordinary and very uncomfortable. So what was my decision? My decision was that I didn't go to the staff room unless I absolutely had to. took a great book to school with me and I sat quietly in my classroom having my lunch and reading. But there was another interesting observation. There were a few other teachers who obviously felt the same way. And quite often they'd pop by to say hello and we'd sit and chat uh, in wonderful ways. And, and so it all worked out. So that's how you feel your way to the right answers and the perfect outcomes. But, um, yep, it's time to finish this week's show again. Uh, time always seems to whiz by, but, you know, the time comes. Please visit me here at Toginet or on my show page, Geraldine Tegelove Live, if you would like to a recording of this week's show, because sometimes it helps to go back and re-listen to things. Or you can find them on my website, GeraldineTegelove.com. Or, of course, you can go to iTunes as well. They are all there ready and waiting for you. And they're free. I mean, why would you not? <laughs> it's great. So in uh, for this week... Uh, to finish the show, I want to wish you a million blessings of happiness, love and peace to you all. Have an amazing week and put into action what we've learned. Bye for now. Geraldine will be back next week with more life-changing ideas to share. In the meantime, you can visit her at www.geraldinetegelove.com to check out her fabulous new products and her workshops. Remember that all Geraldine's radio shows are available on iTunes free of charge. So 